What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Cologne Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Ryan. And we're just two best friends. Going on a journey. (laughs) Smelling fragrances, giving you our uneducated opinion. And we have a very special episode today. We're actually not reviewing a scent today, but we're going to be interviewing Cam from CFR, Carolina Fragrance Reviews. Yeah, we're reviewing a reviewer. Not really, but we do talk to him about uh, his new fragrance, about being a YouTuber, about some fun, wild, and secretive things that happen (laughs) behind the scenes. So, uh, if you're interested in that, check this out. But also, if you're new to the show, uh, we have a podcast. That's what we are. So, even though you're seeing us on video, you can check us out. We upload multiple episodes a week on all your streaming platforms. I think you'll like it. All right. So let's get into it. Without further ado, Cam, welcome to the show. What's up, guys? Hope everybody's doing well. Doing good. Hope yeah. you're doing good. For yeah, sure. Everything's lovely. Very busy, but lovely. <laughs> we watched an update recently. You had the 26 Elixir. You're uh, working on getting some bottles for that. Is that right? Yes. Uh, the 50 mLs have been ordered. I have selected them. I've done the boxes. I'm just waiting on uh, shipping. The uh, I could have already had them here if I would have chose to have them flown in, but the uh, money difference was rather significant <laughs> but with with all those cargo ships out at sea though i'm i'm getting a little bit antsy worrying that that might be an issue i hope it's not i think they probably would have contacted me if that was going to be an issue so i'm, no. I'm hoping it's not because they said late october early november so i think like november 8th is what they're saying i should have it by so i'm thinking about following up with them and, and making sure everything's still a go on that cool for sure yeah because the bottles look really really good i'm i'm really happy with them nice of course, i haven't nice. held one in my hand <laughs> right, but. Right, right. <laughs> yeah so right now it's been 15 mil right you've been doing 15 yeah. mil deep well i guess not really decants it's more actually just 15 mil of kind, kind of a sample yeah and i'll leave those 15 ml is available uh, on the site that way it's uh, affordable for everybody you know even when we move up to the 50 mls i still want to make it affordable i'm still not 100 percent. i know it's going to be between 139 and 149 i've had three price increases since i've started getting everything i think i'll be safe at 149 worst case scenario if i i want to launch it at 139 if i can yeah. And then if I can't, I'll just make an announcement, explain why I think people will understand, especially in the state that everything's in at the moment. Right. And that seems to be what we're kind of seeing with indie fragrances or even like yeah. small niche houses and stuff like that. The typical 50 mil price, like an affordable 50 mil price is about that 150 range. So if you're coming in, exactly. you know, a little bit under that, that's even better. My target was to go lower than that, but I was like, I, I can't trade money. I can't grow if I don't make money. Right. But I don't want to overcharge people and then them feel like they're getting gouged. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was trying sure. to come in with a niche, you know, quality product at an affordable price and, you know, something that lasted long. And I think so far everything's went good. And I kind of reverse engineered everything as opposed to doing like a Kickstarter where people just invested. They had no idea what they were investing into, especially me being a smaller channel. I didn't think that would be uh, the smartest thing to do. It probably would have not been very successful. So I figured if I put out small bottles, make them affordable price, 
and get everybody the opportunity to smell it, then they wouldn't mind buying the 50 ml bottle. No, and yeah. I've had a lot of requests for them, so I think they'll do fine. What's the 15 mil running for right now? $35 and then $5 for shipping and handling. So 40 bucks, basically. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Well, I want to get into the story of you starting this fragrance. But first, I think we need to take it on back to where you started with fragrances in general. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, as a child, uh, I grew up in a very, very strict household. And my dad had a very tall dresser and he had a lot of fragrances up there. Uh, of course, you know, it was stuff like Brute and High Karate and you know, things like that. But one day I had took a little a bar stool in there and was climbing up and I was messing with him. And he tore my rear end up for doing that <laughs> and told me to stay away from his fragrances. So I was like, okay, well, when I get old enough and have my own money, I'm going to buy my own fragrances. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So at 16 years old, I bought my first fragrance. I bought a Christian Dior Fahrenheit. Oh, okay. And okay. Yeah, that was my very first fragrance. And uh, the guy at the counter, I actually bought it from Service Merchandise. I don't know. Anybody man knows what that is. I do, man. I that's do. taking me LA's back. Yes, <laughs> way back. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I drove up there in my '67 Mustang and already smelled like Fahrenheit anyway. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> the remember. car was all engine. You'd smell like an exhaust pipe by the time you drive two miles with it. You know. Yeah, oh, man. But, yeah. Uh, but that was the first fragrance I bought, and then uh, I wore that for a while, and then we took a trip to uh, Europe with a school. We went for two weeks. We were in a singing competition, but we also went on tour for two weeks. We went all over Austria and Germany and the Republic of Czech, and we went to a boutique in Vienna, and uh, Cool Water Cologne was my next fragrance after that. It just just kept growing from there. Then you know the next thing from that was uh, the original Aqua de Jo. Yeah. And at all time, you know, from those first three fragrances, of course, I had like Curve and Happy and fragrances like that. But um, as I got older, especially you know into my early twenties, I would have usually have you know ten or fifteen fragrances at any given moment, and I always have. But since I started doing YouTube and everything, it's obviously grown beyond anything I ever thought it would. <laughs> but it's still very, very humble compared to some people's collections that don't even review them. You know, sometimes yeah. people be posting and flossing and they'll be like 15 deep with roses. And, you know, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, mine ain't like that. <laughs> we see those in the group sometime. Ryan yeah. will send me videos and it's some dude has like a wine fridge and it's just <laughs> yeah. packed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like go down to the cellar and go look at fragrances. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> For sure. So what got you starting your channel? Probably like most of us, you know, when we stumbled on to, you know, I was actually just looking up information about a fragrance. To be honest with you, I don't know which one it was. Yeah. But I did not saw. I remember that some of the first channels that I saw was like my Mickers, Jeremy Fragrance, you know, some of those. And then, of course, I was like, oh, well, there's other people that are interested in this. And then I procrastinated uh, <laughs> because I was like, I'd like to do that. But I let a lot of channels, you know, get a lot of traction during that time. I actually sat idle and watched the fragrance community grow. Yeah. And I'd actually I actually thought about doing like a uh, men's health slash fashion slash whatever, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, and I was like the competition there. 
is fierce. Yeah. And I don't know enough about that to have consistent content. So I better stick with what I know, at least what I thought I knew. But one thing that I felt like I could bring that would be different was, you know, because I looked at everybody's channels and there was so many different unique things about different channels, but there wasn't anybody really out there that kind of had a hybrid of good production quality, you know, have kind of like a, a down-home feel, yeah. be yeah. lighthearted, be funny, uh, not take yourself too seriously. And, you know, I just kind of wanted to just mold everything about my personality into a fragrance channel. Yeah. And yeah. like I said, I did procrastinate doing that, but I didn't even want to start just by like holding a, a phone either. I wanted high quality production from the very beginning. So, uh, you know, I'd mentioned to you guys, I'm a drummer at church. We alternate. I have, a, there's another drummer and he actually was going to Full Sail University. So I was like, dude, would you be uh, interested in doing a YouTube channel with me? And he was like, well, <laughs> what are you doing? I was like, fragrances. And he was like, is that even a thing? I was like, yeah, it is a thing right. and it's growing. So now's the time to get in, you know. So uh, we both actually learned a lot working together, kind of trial and error, trial by fire, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, we started doing cinematic things, doing skits, doing this, doing that. Uh, even had like, you know, the two camera angles and all sorts of stuff. And of course, you know, over the years, it keeps evolving and evolving, evolving, coming up with different ideas. And then, you know, we've done some rather aggressive things. And then it takes a lot of time. And some of the stuff that we put a lot of time into didn't really show a lot of interest. <laughs> but the biggest project that we yeah. did was with Ashton from Gent Sense, Chris from Fragmental, <laughs> Andrea from Curly Sense, Daver from Fragrance Bros, George from The Fragrance Apprentice. And that was right after Jeremy did that video saying what the top 10 channels were. And of course, he picked Ashton from Gent Sense as the number one channel, and then George of Fragrance Apprentice as the second. So it just started with me and Chris and Andrea. Well, actually, it was going to be me and Andrea. And then we brought Chris in. And then we brought George in. And then George was like, what if we acted like we were getting Ashton to host it, but he had a arrogant attitude, like he was like, you know, his head was blown because he was the number one reviewer. And <laughs> if we could get him to blow us off, you know, kind of blow y'all off or whatever. And it just so happened that me and Ashton were meeting up in Asheville. And I, I was like, dude, you know, when we go meet, would you mind just shooting this one little piece for this skit where like you don't have the time of day for me or whatever? <laughs> so it just kept evolving. Even like I think like it was uh, just a few days before we were gonna do the final edit. I don't remember where the idea came up to throw Daver in there because, you know, Daver and Jeremy had their beef or whatever. So uh, Daver had a little cameo where he blew me off and then he <laughs> does, you know, like power and strength at the end. But it took several months to film it, probably a solid 24 hours of editing. Oh, Lord. And it was Lord. filmed in two countries, eight different cities. I mean, it, it was crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, very, very aggressive, but it was a lot of fun. Well, I will have to say, if I looked at the stuff right on your channel, you started it pretty much a couple of years ago and you've grown to 10,000 followers. So I'd say commend you for that. That's actually pretty Thank awesome. You. I know it's hard work and we know 
on our end because our day trade is uh, actually photo and video in real life. And uh, we do understand how hard it is to make video content. And it's very oh, yeah. time consuming, time and, consuming. Um, and meticulous. And people don't, you yeah. know, may, they may not appreciate it, but we do. So kudos to that. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, because I work with a family business, put in. 72, 73, 74, 75 hours a week, just depending, you know, and uh, then I have my son half the month. I do all the cooking, cleaning and everything here. You know, it's just <laughs> me here. So I'm kind of like a, a one man show <laughs> right. running a YouTube channel, trying to, you know, handle things for my family, full time work, all that stuff. So especially here recently, I've definitely neglected my channel. So I've been trying to find ways just to still show my presence. You know what I mean? So right. uh, even if I can't stop and film content, I'm promoting on Instagram or try if, and then the videos that I come out with, I try to do something that's a little different or whatever, you know, so. That's actually you know, why. I do have a lot of ideas that will be implemented <laughs> in the upcoming months that I think will hopefully will be very appealing to people. Tell us if you've had any wild YouTube experience, because I feel like even though, you know, you say you have a small channel, the fragrance community is rather small. Yeah, and, that's true. And it's like, that's actually pretty big numbers in the fragrance community, because even if you don't have, let's say, more than that, as far as subs go, your influence still reaches a lot further because people are still engaging with your content or sharing your content. So do you have like, do you have any wild YouTube stories? stories or anything that uh, makes you go, oh, man, this is this is wacky. <laughs> there, I think one of the things that kind of resonates is something that I felt was wild is uh, me and my son and I were down at Myrtle Beach and we were at Waffle House and I actually bought backed into the parking space and the and the people <laughs> beside me did. And I heard somebody tooting a horn and I rolled my window down and it was two ladies and one of them, she says, are you Cam from Carolina Fragrance Reviews? And I was like, yeah. She's like, I love your channel. And I was like, I just felt it was weird, you know, especially yeah. as a woman, you know, I was in South Carolina, yeah. obviously like because my family's from here, uh, we have a family business, you know, everybody in this neighborhood, you know, knows me It's a kind of a tight knit community. It's not that big of a deal if I run into people locally. You know, I yeah, run right. to a lot of people yeah, locally right. that actually watch the channel and watch other people's channels just because they started watching mine. But that one was kind of like a mind blower. Uh, <laughs> right. There's been mishaps that have been kind of crazy. Like there was one night where, as a matter of fact, Cliff, the original editor who's with me now, we did have a hiatus for a little while. COVID played a big role in that. Yeah. Uh, I got Timmy from Imagine Scent to start doing my editing during that time. And I was trying to get a lot more content out when I was working with him. And there was one night where I batched a bunch of content <laughs> and it was, we couldn't use any of it. It was, <laughs> oh, I, no. think, I think the audio was no good or <laughs> oh, something yeah. like that. I was like, oh my gosh, dude, are you serious? <laughs> and then there was, there was nights because I was pushing myself so hard to get content out people were in the comments like dude are you high are you drunk you know i was like <laughs> you know it's like no i'm i'm running on fumes you know? <laughs> yeah those comment uh, sections so can comment be sections brutal can man be brutal. oh they can be really really brutal and people don't understand like y'all were saying people have no clue 
as to how much work goes in to you know the production end, especially if you're bringing quality content. I mean, yeah, it, I'm sure it's just hard enough for people that just have kind of basic content. You know, it's still time consuming. You oh know? yeah, sure. But when you're trying to really kind of separate yourself from the herd, so to speak. You can be brutal in the comments sometimes, and uh, no doubt, the the thing that I slap people with, and it usually shuts them up ninety nine percent of the time. <laughs> if they go to talking crap, I'm like, leave me the link to your channel so I can see how it's done. <laughs> crickets every time no joke well that, that's actually why we kind of jumped more into a podcast first because we know how much time it takes to do video yeah i mean that's what yep. hours per minute of viewable content on yeah, on absolutely. video we've done a previous podcast about like movie making and yeah. video and stuff like that and kind of after a few episodes we kind of dropped that and then we got back into doing some podcasting and got really interested in fragrances. So we're just a few months in. We're noobs just <laughs> learning it all for the first time, you know, smelling them. That's yeah. why each episode we kind of smell a new fragrance. Most of the times we haven't smelled it before, you yeah. know, we just kind so of experience kind of first impressions kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we're so just what got you guys into fragrances? Well, I've told the story probably a million times, but when I was younger, kind of like you, my dad had colognes where well, he had a couple but one of them was uh, original Giorgio Beverly Hills which I okay. think came out when I was like two but okay. I can remember my dad shipping me off to school every morning in like kindergarten and he would just lace me up with this stuff that pretty much was Dior Fahrenheit for the time <laughs> and so yeah. but I grew right. accustomed to that and then throughout all my life I've always just been into fragrances but not like this not this far deep more so just designer and so I just kept with that and he was the same way. Yeah. My grandpa had literally just splash on Old Spice for <laughs> right. the longest time and Brute, yeah. you know. Yep. Um, my dad had both of these. <laughs> right. And I uh, didn't really get into fragrances till I started working retail. I was working at a Best mm -hmm. Buy yeah. and I got moved back to the TV section and all the right. guys back there smelled incredible. <laughs> And right. me, I'm like, I smell like Irish Springs or something, you know, just whatever body wash I was using. And so, right. I finally asked one of the guys because he would come in and he's a big old dude. He would come in and he'd smell incredible. I'm like, man, what are you wearing? And he would go... Dolce & Gabbana. <laughs> so, I was like, okay, well, you know, I had to search it down and and I found, you know, he's wearing poor Ohm and uh, okay. I just bought the same thing and wore that for forever until me and him started hanging out <laughs> and he turned me on to Spice Bomb and then on to Ombre Leather. You know, from there, we just kind of kept going and yeah, going. Endless rabbit hole. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about 26 Elixir, man. This is a big undertaking, especially for somebody who's as busy as you are. Yeah, as I mentioned, I've always had interest in fragrance. And uh, I don't know if you guys know who uh, Near Guy from Perfumology is. He actually asked me, especially like when we, I think, I think maybe Jeremy might have had Office Out. And it seems like Stephen uh, had the first run with the Novitus, maybe. Memory serves me right. Those were the first official YouTube fragrances or whatever. Yeah. Right. And he asked me, he said, do you think that you would ever do anything like that? I was like, not unless I had, you know, a lot more traction. Now, mind you, this was year and a half or something like that. You know, a good, a, maybe even longer, maybe two years. Yeah. So I had a lot less subscribers, a lot less presence in the fragrance community. Now, that's one thing that I'm 
I guess I could say proudly that I have made a lot of relationships. And because of that, even though, you know, I'm not, I don't have a hundred thousand subscribers, most people know who I am yeah. and know that I treat people very fair because I just treat people how I'd want to be treated myself. But Nir asked me about that. And even though I said no, it kind of put a bug in my head and I started writing briefs like, what would I do if I came out with one? So I've got notebooks with tons of briefs in them. So I was like, if I was to, you know, the, for the first fragrance, if I was to do that, I would want it to represent my taste, represent something from North Carolina, my hometown or whatever. So my dad used to, uh, my dad's from Johnston County, which is the home of moonshine, uh, <laughs> where, you know, NASCAR got started because of moonshine. Uh, you know, Jimmy Johnson and those guys used to modify cars to outrun the law, you know, with, the, you know, with the back of their vehicles weighed down with, you know, mason jars full of, uh, moonshine. So I thought, okay, well, my dad was from Johnston County. He used to help them, you know, run moonshine. I love tobacco. I was trying to think of, you know, tobacco has been done with vanilla and all that, you know, like a million times. How could I make it different, but still be mass appealing, but still be able to kind of hang with some of those more popular ones? So I just wrote down notes that I thought would work well together. Obviously, not really knowing anything other than reading notes from other fragrances that I liked, but... I didn't want to copy and paste something that had already been done. You know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So my wheels started turning and I actually kind of saw a, uh, I guess like a story in my head. So I, I jotted it down. And then if you guys have ever seen the music video for Bottoms Up from Brantley Gilbert, that kind of shows a, a good scene of, because what it does, it goes from old day running moonshine. Uh, you know, they got their Tommy guns riding on the side of the vehicle. <laughs> then they get to the party and then it's like modern day. So I wanted it to kind of have like a modern twist with that old school bootleg feel, be masculine, be sexy, you know, just a little bit of everything. So it just happened to work. And I was able to get the first briefs to a perfumer that worked on a few mods that didn't work out i still had my briefs i still had that you know different modifications of that scent profile i was able to get it to an independent perfumer and i told her things that i wanted to uh, improve on that or something that i wanted to heighten one of the things was it just had a note of dried fruit so I wanted to actually hone in on those dried fruits and say, okay, let's say like strawberries and blueberries because North Carolina is known for strawberries and blueberries. And a lot of those farmers back in the day that had those tobacco farms, you know, like everything's seasonal. Yeah. So like in the early summer, late spring is when you got your strawberries around 4th of July is when you got your blueberries and then tobacco season. And then those same people also have bee farms. So you've got local honey. So that's how I kind of married, you know, like, okay, strawberries, blue, strawberries, blueberries, tobacco, bootleg being run through those tobacco fields because <laughs> it was actually the bootleggers would work with the farmers and they would have little places where they could shoot through those tobacco fields to outrun the law. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. Uh, so some of those same farms that had those tobacco, you know, tobacco fields also had, you know, strawberries and blueberries and maybe sold local honey. So I just kind of married all that one idea together where you're running from law and you're going through that and then you're catching all these different aromas in the air from 
that property that you slid away from the law with. So that's kind of where that came from. And then I wanted to, I wanted to be a little bit resinous. So, you know, I wanted, I was thinking about different, different woods. I thought maybe sandalwood would work well with it, but the way that sandalwood and vanilla and benzoin works together, it kind of gives a little bit of a, a resinous feel. I've even had people ask me if, you know, patchouli was in it just because you kind of get a little bit of earthiness with it. Yeah. It's just the way it all works together. And it did come out somewhat, I mean, I would say a lot a bit mass appealing. I've talked to several people who are not even fans of tobacco fragrances that like this. And then one of the mods came out kind of a little too dark because I was actually like letting a lot of people smell different modifications and adding Mandarin may, for whatever reason, just adding Mandarin and still keeping that bottom end to it, but ha adding a little bit of freshness. I would say that I, I'd say maybe 30 women smelled it, 29 or smelled at least two mods. I would say all but one chose that mod that had the Mandarin note in it. Okay. So I just decided to go with that. It was just some, a little bit of that freshness just kind of uplifted it a little bit. That's where that went. And uh, as far as the name, I have a lot of people that don't get the name. So 2-6 is what Fayetteville is called. It's called the 2-6 or the Ville. Okay. Um, that comes from the Vietnam era. 2-6 does. The Ville is just the short for Fayetteville. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, the 26th Infantry was rotating in and out of Fort Bragg really heavily during the Vietnam era. A lot of people wound up retiring here. You know, they were stationed here when they got back from Vietnam. They just retired here. So we had a ton of people here that were from the 26th infantry and we've been called the two six ever since wow okay i was i was just about to ask where the name came from that's really cool man you've like sewed a bunch of History. home into yeah. it yeah i really do like that that's awesome but, but by me doing that i've i've kind of set the bar high for the next release which right. i do right. i do intend on doing that and i've went back through my briefs and i've actually more recently written some new briefs that I feel very confident about. Like there's other ones I felt good about, but whenever I wrote the briefs for this, I felt very confident. There was just something in my gut, like just go with this, go with it, go with it. Yeah. Where, you know, other ones I was like, oh, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. But this one, I just like, yes. That's why I actually had several modifications of this one done because I, I wanted it to be what I smelled in my head. I literally could smell this fragrance in my head as I was writing the briefs. And it's as close to what I was smelling as it could possibly be. Yeah. Well, I'd have to so, say with, all, with that kind of story going behind it, man, it kind of gives me a new, I guess, uh, appreciation for it. Is I have, We haven't smelled it yet, but just for the information there, I mean- not putting anybody down, but I don't think I've heard a really entwined story with a lot of fragrances from people that have been doing this recently. So, right. so again, kudos for kind of thinking out of the box and doing that. That's pretty cool. Thanks. I appreciate that. You know, storytelling used to be a big thing with fragrance. And now I feel that it's, and, and I'm not saying this it goes for every brand, but yeah. a lot of brands, it just feels like they just want to do a flanker off of a DNA that worked, or they want to do their version of Baccarat Rouge or their version of Aventus or whatever. And which is all fine and dandy because those DNAs work, you know, Right. but uh, if you can connect a story with something, if you can transport, if people can close their eyes and see what you're talking about and then you know take smell it and just take it all in i think that it can you know actually draw 
uh, more of a connection with a fragrance if you actually, you know, can, can just close your eyes and, you know, listen to a story and be able to spray it on. I'm like, okay, well, I just ra- outran the law in Johnston <laughs> County. You're right, you're right. <laughs> I love it. I think you had mentioned in a video, you had done reviews of the Zed creators and you were like talking about how there's a lot of pushback when a YouTuber does release a fragrance. Do you feel like um, since you're doing it more independent, do you feel like you're getting more acceptance out of it or are you still getting some backlash? 100%. A hundred percent. As I mentioned in the original video, I was, there were six channels originally on the, uh, the Zed creators and three of us left for various reasons. And one of the things for me is I, I didn't want what I was doing to be limited. That was, that was a big part of it for me. And, and I wanted more control of it. I wanted to know how many units I would be able to sell, how much money I'd be able to make and all that. And the only way that I could fully do that is be independent. And of course, there's nothing wrong with having your name attached to Novitus or Zahara or, or whoever, or you know, even Fragrance Dubois. Yeah. Um, I think that's cool that people are getting the opportunity to get fragrances out where they may not have been able to do that otherwise. Right. But there is, I mean, you guys know, if you know about this fragrance community, there's already a lot of predetermined negativity yeah uh yeah. when when youtubers work with brands because they okay well they're corporate shields blah 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 you know what i mean yep and now i haven't went through this unscathed you know but i do feel that i i have a lot more respect because i brought it out in in a smaller amount to let people smell it then the fragrance community were the ones that created the hype around this fragrance. It was people actually buying it, smelling it, and it all came organically. Yeah. yeah. Where I didn't have to go flood it out to, you know, a bunch of fellow YouTubers like, please, please, please hype my crap, you know. <laughs> right, uh, right, yeah. Right, right. Which we see <laughs> a, know, a, a ton of, of by yeah. the way. Yeah. Sure. And it makes people who watch fragrance channels, uh, you know, certain certain channels kind of who seem to always be the ones that have every fragrance from every brand. And, you know, people automatically say, well, of course, they're going to say it's good. They got it for free, you know. Right. And I hear a lot of feedback from people that who just watch YouTube and, you know, they just have a few select channels that they trust. And that's who they watch because they, you know, they're like, well, it may have been a good review, but I don't know for sure if what they're saying is true. Now, one thing that I I feel like people can do, and I've actually seen it done, is, you know, I'm not against people getting things for free. I very seldomly get anything for free, but I think there's a way of doing a transparent review, even if you don't like it. But a lot of times the brands don't want you to say anything negative, you know? Yeah. So if you could say, well, for me, I don't particularly care for it, but... If you like this, 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 or this, you might enjoy it, you know? But a lot of times, brands don't want you to do that. And I've had brands reach out to me, and I tell them in the email, like, look, I'll be happy to review it, but if I don't like it, I have to give the reasons why, you know? Right. And 99% of the time, I don't hear back from them. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And and that's okay. I would rather people know that they can trust me. Uh, Yeah, it's a hell of a lot more expensive for me to have to buy them. You know what I mean? Right. So (laughs) that's another reason why. (laughs) Well, I I would say that me being so busy would be why I don't put out a ton of content. But if I had to keep up with all these new releases and keep buying, 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 buying. I mean, you'd have to be really be reeling in a lot of ad revenue, sponsorship 
sponsorship money and all that to really be able to justify to do that unless you're just, you know, you're bankrolling every week at work. Right. Yeah. Which I mean, we're connected to a mutual friend, Mark, over at My Fragrance Samples. Oh, yeah. We, um, we use him pretty much every episode for stuff because after episode four, we were like, man, we're going to be absolutely broke if we're buying <laughs> bottles. So we started buying yeah. decants, you know. Mark uh, is the reason I was able to launch my channel with professional production. Yeah. I talked to Mark when he was selling on eBay. And then when he started my fragrance samples, you know, it was just uh, a spreadsheet. But everybody that I knew, I was like, here, go sample, 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 sample. I still say it on the channel, sample before you buy. You yeah, know? for sure. And, you know, I explained to Mark how I wanted to do my channel and everything. He's like, well, what's holding you up? I was like paying somebody to help me on the production end because I just didn't have time to do all the editing and all that stuff myself, nor did I even have the knowledge, you know? So I was like, well, I could learn it, but I'm not going to have the time to do it, you know? <laughs> right, so, for sure. Uh, <laughs> So Mark sponsored the channel and, you know, Mark has been with me forever, you know, so yeah. he's made it where I've been able to grow and keep the lights on and offer people a discount, you know, at the same time, who, who does not like a, a discount, you know? Yeah, we use your discount <laughs> whenever we get stuff. That. Yeah, that, for that sure. <laughs> as long as yeah. he's seeing people yeah. using my discount code, he knows that it's worth keeping that's me right. sponsored. <laughs> yeah, CFR 15. Hey, listeners, <laughs> jump on it. it. <laughs> yeah, we do that. That's actually, um, we were just kind of getting started and one of these things, I was uh, searching through YouTube and one of your videos popped up about my fragrance samples and you know I had a couple of vials from Scentbird and stuff like that you were kind of breaking it down and talking about it and I was like man I'll check out this so I yeah we heard about Mark through your channel yeah. in fact he recently awesome. he recently sent out a survey <laughs> on where'd you hear about it and I've, I've filled it out and put yours even though people can hear about it from <laughs> from our uh, podcast now too I was like that's yeah man awesome. that's where that's it came awesome. from for sure yeah <laughs> and there was actually even before you know before I was able to launch my channel I would tag him on like if somebody's like where can I find a sample of this where can I find a sample of that boom 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 you know yeah and he actually sent me a, a letter like he actually I think he either messaged me or emailed me or something he said hey keep an eye out the mailbox and uh he had sent me it was right at Christmas time but he had sent me a package out and there was the the nicest letter in there where he was just thanking me for sending so much business his way and all that and then he had me you know, several samples of a lot of new stuff that was out. And then he, uh, there was a, like a limited edition Hugo Boss fragrance. It was like amber something. I actually still have it. <laughs> and it was like in a velvet, like a crushed velvet case and everything. So uh, that was like his token of appreciation, you know, only later on for him to be, you know, the sponsor of the channel. For sure. And, and it actually keeps me out of hot water by having somebody like that because, if uh, you know, if it was sponsored by by Creed or Killian or exactly, <laughs> Armani, you know, something like, like okay, he's a corporate shill. Uh, <laughs> he's just he's just you know he's just a face for a brand. Yeah, where yeah. even my if, fragrance samples even if, has everything. <laughs> even if the fragrance is good, people are going to go. Well, of course he's going to say good things because Absolutely. he's sponsored by them. You know, yeah. and we kind of 
Uh, we've kind of said that too. Not that we're, you know, getting the door kicked in by sponsors, <laughs> but we've established that from day one. Hey, we can't take sponsorship that's not going to allow us to be unbiased to any fragrance yeah. that comes in, you know, because we may love one niche on A and then hate the next one or, yeah. you know. Sure. That's the beauty of fragrances is, you know, all these things, yeah. they're not made, not every fragrance isn't made for every person, you know. They're not. It's very subjective. I, there was some, I actually read a comment today where it's actually early this morning and they were like, hey, dude, mustache from Rocious, the, the EDP sucks. <laughs> I was like, cool. That's fine. You know, I, I like it. I think yeah. it's good, uh, especially if you like a scent profile like Yves Saint Laurent Tuxedo, which you can't get <laughs> now. Yeah. And when it, if you do, you're going to pat the nose for it. Yeah. But it, it's, yeah. it doesn't smell identical to it, but it's really close. Yeah. But he said that they like it smelled sour on him or something. He said, do you think it's possible I got a bad batch? I was like, yeah, it is possible. I've actually had that happen to me before. But Or it could just be that that scent profile does not work for that individual. There's not really a right or wrong answer when it comes to individual taste. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. 100%. I wanted to end on a high note just because when it comes down to it, one thing that I've associated with your channel is that you're typically a pretty positive guy and you are typically in good spirits. Every time, you know, every time you put a video out, you know, you're not like throwing your fist up and railing and (laughs) angry. Like uh, I normally leave with good vibes. So (laughs) I wanted to ask you what your favorite part of the fragrance community is and something that you can give to our listeners listeners and friends of the podcast that really impacts you. Even though we kind of touched on little negative things here and there, overall, the relationships that I have made, I've I've made lifetime friends. I mean, I have met some absolutely incredible people. You know, I've been able to hang out with some of them. There's some of them that I call and talk to on a regular basis or, you know, when I can, when I'm not doing a hundred things at a <laughs> right. time. Uh, there, there are people that are even, you know, like I've got one friend, uh, Darwin down in Louisiana. His handle is Louisiana Fragrance. If he ain't heard from me in a while, he just be like, yo, dude, just hitting you up. See how, you know, just see how your day is going, <laughs> how the family doing, all that stuff. You know, that to me, for somebody that you have not physically met, is is incredible you know like kenny the fragrance shark you know ashton from Sense, you know mike d mike d reviews there's so many of these people that are legitimate friends of mine you know so yeah. uh i think the friendships have been built uh travis over at dapper i mean i could just keep going 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 with so many awesome people that are just actual friends you know yeah yeah hundred percent. Actually, there's a few guys that have been kind of with us from the beginning. There's uh, one that me and him, we're like messaging constantly <laughs> on Facebook and we're sending each other stuff and talking about things. And, you know, it's like, I know that, and I'm sure you've gotten this before, but even the small time that we've done it, when you put out content that brings a smile on someone's face and you're putting out good energy, it seems like people will say, hey, you know, I've gone through this hard time or man, life really sucks right now. But just having that content that you put out has lifted my spirits or given me a better day. And, you know, that that stuff means the world to us. That's why I wanted to point that out with you, because I'm like, man, anybody that's more about putting out good vibes and being a legit person, being good to people, that's like something we've got to continue to highlight, especially in the fragrance community. I agree completely, man. And I feel like those of us who feel that way really should kind of just start a movement of that 
no you know, doubt. just just yeah. being on, on on a on a higher vibration, just being on good energy, and uh, and another thing is is making yourself available to people. Yes, you know, like people that can connect with you, and they're like, hey, this dude actually, re you know, like if I re leave a comment, he replies. Yes, you know, or if if I have a question, and, and you know, like it obviously it might take me a little bit to get to it, but if somebody emails me or hits me up on Instagram or whatever, uh, and I've had a lot of people just message me to say, hey man, I love your channel, I love the good energy you're putting out, and just what you're saying, I've legitimately had pretty decent amount of people who have said just that, and yeah, that that's a highlight because I didn't know that I would actually have that effect to other people to where they feel like this is a channel where I know that I'm just going to get some good energy and get some information and all that. So yeah, putting that good energy out there is is imperative and something that we all should focus on more. 100%. Well, that's awesome. I guess we're going to wrap it up, <laughs> but I want to say thank you so much for coming on here, talking to us and really kind of me. pouring your heart out on some things because it's, you know, it's amazing to hear this information from somebody. You're constantly having to make content. People don't really get to see this side of you. So, uh, so thank you for doing that for us. I appreciate you guys. Best of luck to you. You too.